So I was at home alone one night. I had I was I had the night off from work. Uh, I was alone in my house in the dead center of Waikiki in Hawaii. All the normal noise and bustle was going off because I lived on the ground floor. So the double-decker buses, the two-way traffic, the, all the foot pedestrians walking by laughing and whatever. Uh, it wasn't the noise. It was inside. I, I, I couldn't find any peace. Normally, when my roommate was working and I had a day off to myself, it was it was good. It was time to catch up on, uh, you know, reading or YouTube binging or just anything. And I, I couldn't, no matter what I did, I picked up my Bible, couldn't read a word of it. I started playing music, couldn't even smile. Uh, I went for snacks, nothing, like, I just wanted to spit it out, nothing was satisfying. So I'm like, God, what? What is it? What? You're trying to talk to me? What am I doing wrong? What? And in all the noise, the noise in my heart, the noise outside, I heard a voice that I know was the Holy Spirit. He said, get out. And, and the rare occasion when I have clearly heard his voice as clearly as my own. I knew exactly what he meant. <laughs> I got out of the house. <laughs> um, I didn't do anything special. Sometimes obedience is very simple. You know, it doesn't mean uh, put on some fancy clothes. You know, it, it, it just was... Whatever I was wearing right then, which wasn't impressive, uh, a baggy t-shirt, some pajamas, and my unbrushed hair. And I just, <laughs> I got out. I left the house. And I started walking. Uh, there's a drainage canal called the Alawai in Waikiki. It just kind of looks like a long river. And one side is Waikiki, where it's just all buildings and the ocean. And then the other side is toward the mountains, in the direction where the sun rises. And so it was evening, about 7 o'clock at night, and I just started walking down the Alawai. And I crossed, I crossed the Alawai Bridge and started walking down the other direction. And on that side, there's a park. There's baseball fields, there's a, a school, and there's a little sidewalk where you can just just walk. It's a nice peaceful place to go. And the sun had already set, and I, I came to this little playground where I often would play, either really early in the morning or at night. But there was a man sitting on this kind of ab machine and like a little kid wanting the playground to myself. At first, I kind of thought, dang it. I wanted to play here by myself. And But then I noticed that he just, something in my soul kind of just jumped out when I saw him. His head was down and he looked so sad. And I guess like a little kid, I started jumping and playing on this stuff and kind of inching my way closer to him. 
And when I was about maybe 10 feet away, he still, he never moved. He didn't look at me. He just, he looked so lost in thought, I guess. And I finally got the courage. I said, hey, do you know Jesus? <laughs> and suddenly his entire body language just completely changed. And he turned toward me with this big grin and his, even in the dark, I could see how his eyes lit up. And he said, I do. I got saved in 1999. And I said, what are you doing out here? You look so sad. And I inched my way toward him again to where we were both sitting on this long, it's, it's like a lay down ab machine where you hook your feet into a loop and then you, you do sit-ups. Well, anyway, so we were kind of sitting beside each other and talking and he said, well, I actually came out here kind of thinking that I don't have a reason to live. Why? I said. He said, well, I'm, I just got fired from my job in North Shore. Uh, I'm getting kicked out of my apartment in two days. I have no money. I'm going to be homeless. My family won't even let me move in with them. It's like I have nothing and no one. And, it, and I, I just remember listening to him as he's just talking and pouring out his heart to a stranger in the dark. <laughs> and... I remember thinking, God, thank you. Thank you for not giving me any peace at all. I know that he sent me to that man right then at that time. And uh, <laughs> the first thing out of my mouth I just blurted was, We can help you. Come to my job. I know they can help you. I said, I work for a huge company. They're always hiring. I told him exactly where, where to go, what time would be best when we're kind of, kind of quiet, where he could find a manager to speak to. And because uh, he said, he said, I'm a chef by trade. He says, but I'll take anything. I don't even care. And I remember we were just sitting there talking, almost crying together, just, just talking about our lives and kind of sharing just everything that was going on. And I told him how, you know, I was actually in a period of time where I was the closest, the closest to the Holy Spirit that I'd ever been in my life. That moving to Hawaii was a good thing for me because I moved 6,000 miles on a whim from my family, from my friends, from everyone I knew and loved. And it was in losing everyone that I actually started seeking Jesus. Because I had no one and I realized that he was really all that I had ever had. So it, that was the beginning of what was just a long love affair with Christ. But anyway, um, so there I am just sitting on this bench with him. 
were talking and I said, well, let's pray together. I know that this was a divine appointment. Um, so I was like, give me your hands. And so we, we held hands in the dark with this stranger. And uh, we held hands and just started praying. And he jumped. He says, I, I just felt, uh, my hands tingled. It felt like electricity when you started praying. And I said, maybe, maybe that's the Holy Spirit in both of us. You know, and, uh, and I, I just thanked him for talking to me and just pouring his heart out. And, you know, I mean, I, I wasn't anything to look at. <laughs> my, my hair was uh, a little bit past my shoulders. I can guarantee I hadn't brushed it that day. Uh, yeah, and I was just basically wearing pajamas, like a baggy t-shirt and some loose little shorts and sandals. And days and days went by. I had a couple of days off work. I was working uh, swing shifts like day and night and probably a week or so went by. And I was walking through the back of my job and all of a sudden I saw him. I saw him, the man from the park. He was all cleaned up. He was wearing a uniform at my job. He had this huge grin on his face and I just ran into his arms and I just yelled, Joe, you did it. And we had never, we had never seen each other since the park that night. And I didn't know if he would take my advice or anything. I mean, he could have committed suicide for all I knew, like, like anything. He looked like the saddest human being I'd ever met that night and he was just a different man and he's like oh my gosh Danielle I've been looking for you for days every day I look for you and honestly I was flattered that he recognized me immediately I had you know my fancy work makeup my hair was all put up in a braid I was wearing my uniform and to me I thought I looked completely different um, but he noticed me straight away ran up to me and we were just standing there hugging and jumping and laughing and uh, he says, gosh, the work is hard here. He says, but all day long, I just smile and, and he said, uh, he said, I've been telling every single person I worked with here what you did, how we met. I've been asking every day where you are, where I can find you. And everyone says, oh, she should be around. And since I started, I've been looking for you. And he says, that night in the park has become a testimony of my life, just of the faithfulness of God. You know, and it's crazy. I had worked there for a couple of years and had never found a single Christian there. I hadn't really told anyone about Jesus. It was a company of about 400 people, and none of them, to my knowledge, were Christians. But that first night back, Four or five people approached me just to say, wow, I heard what you did with Joe. I heard how you met and what you told him, you know, and I've been struggling with my walk with Jesus. So with, you know, and they were telling my coworkers, people I had no idea even had thought about Christianity or were Christians, and they were like pouring their hearts into me from his testimony. He had reached more people in a week than I had in two years, and I was instantly encouraged as well as convicted. 
Be faithful and listen. I just want to pray right now together um, that, that we would each, in our own lives, as well as becoming a people, a united people in the body of Christ, but in our own lives, I want to pray that that we would just develop an unquenchable thirst for the Holy Spirit to live in his power. That those of us who are saved would come to understand and hunger for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and his fire. Because the same spirit who lives in us is the spirit who raised Jesus from the dead, who allowed Jesus through his power, through the Holy Spirit's power, to raise people from the dead, to heal the sick and the blind, that people who were crippled their whole lives ran away praising God, running. The Holy Spirit can do that in our lives. I mean, Jesus even promised us that you, you will do greater things than this. But what that requires, what the miraculous requires, is a fully submitted life. It requires obedience and humility. Because yes, God is the most supremely powerful being in the universe, but he's a gentleman as well. He's not going to take anything we don't give him. He's not going to use something that isn't his. You know, our salvation isn't something that we can brag about in the sense that we don't deserve it. We, we're just clay jars with this priceless gift inside of us. Lord, give us an unquenchable thirst for you. Help us to humbly desire to look like you in every situation we go. Every place where we wander in this world, people shouldn't say, ah, Danielle, she's a nice girl. No. When they come into contact with me, they should say, Danielle, she has someone inside of her that I want. She has. Her God is real. I want it. Our lives should inspire the hunger for Jesus just because they knew us.